1: please don't touch the thermostat please keep your towel on welcome to the steam room the show named after a semi-naked encounter that charles had Anybody who listens to the steam room is a steamer. A, loyal steamer. a loyal steamer. Thanks to the
2: millions and millions who downloaded the podcast. In this episode, they had to teach me how to eat vegetables. Yoga is nothing but stretching. They just call it yoga so they can charge you more. Orden Pizza is not the same as Orden Takeout from McDonald's and Wendy's on one of those stupid apps. <laughs> what gets your vote for Best Picture? 1917. It's outstanding. It's, well, it's a typical, wait a minute, I, I haven't seen 1917,
1: I apologize. That's what puts us right up here, way on the top rung on the credibility ladder. And how about this, episode number eight of the Steam Room Podcast. <laughs> And as you can tell, this one's already different. Wow. Because because it's in front of a live audience, Chuckster.
2: Hey, Ernie, number one, I want to thank y'all. There's a dude over here who got a Detroit Pistons jersey on. You
1: talk about having no pride. I mean, come on, man. You are going to be glad you're here because a little bit later, Isaiah Thomas will be joining us. Yes. Yeah. I refer to him as
2: the great Isaiah
1: Thomas. Yes. Um, so I don't know if, if any of you have downloaded the Steam Room podcast. We certainly hope you have wherever you download your podcast because we're up to what? Was it 16 trillion downloads? 16 trillion, 76. Another one just happened. I, okay. So uh, we encourage you to uh, to subscribe. And the reason we do uh, call it the, uh, the Steam Room um, And and because I never assume that you've heard the story,
2: then I made the mistake of telling these fools at work that the guy gave me the bracelet. Who made your bracelet? That looks like an aggressive. You know, I got got this bracelet from a guy in the steam room back in Arizona. (laughs) You got what? (laughs)
1: Hey, Kenny,
2: quit asking questions. You got the bracelet (laughs) from from a a guy in the steam room. room. Explain, please. (laughs) They made something so sweet and pure. Yes. So slimy yeah. and dangerous. <laughs> Two naked men. No, a- no, 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 no. We had this discussion when you're in the steam room with other people, you put on a towel. Yes. You, you don't know. That's, that's pretty much agreed, right? Yes, if yes. If you're in there by yourself. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, you can stay. You can be in the net, in that steam room naked, by yourself, But if there's other people in there, you put. A but you want to.
1: You normally want to have a towel underneath. Oh, you so sit they don't slide off of that. No, thing. but you put. You sit on one, and you
2: put one yeah. over you. Okay. At least I do. Uh, only takes one.
1: <laughs> you know. So anyway, yeah. that's how our <laughs> podcast got its name. Also, one of the things that, uh, if you've followed Chuck's TV career. Uh, you know that um, he is very fond of, of these three words.
2: First of all, I could listen to that Mariah Carey song every day. First of all, I've met Rob Lowe a few times in my life. That's a pretty man. First of all, Christmas Carolyn is not a thing. First of all, I don't even think kale's a thing. First of all, I I've never used cologne. Oh, come on, I'm serious. First of all, Goodfellas is probably one of my top five movies. (laughs) You don't like
0: Goodfellas?
1: No, I don't. No, I just love talking to you, man, because you crack me up. So those three words are, first of all. Yeah, even if it's the fifth thing he's talking about, it's still first of all. So we always begin uh, the Steam Room podcast with Chuck's first of all. What is it What is it this week?
2: Well, my first of all this week is about Kobe Bryant, the great, late Kobe Bryant, and Bobby Knight. There's starting to be some negative backlash about how we are worshiping Kobe, uh, saying that uh, we're, we're trying to sugarcoat everything that happened in his life. And what I want to say is uh, that was a great loss for the NBA family. But Kobe wasn't perfect. And we were not trying to make him out to be perfect. And the reason I, I, I bring that up is the thing that happened at Indiana this week with Bobby Knight. who I respect Bobby Knight. Uh, number one, uh, he's the one of the greatest coaches ever. And he graduated as players. And a lot of people were going in on him talking about uh, we're trying to, you know, the people at Indiana try to whitewash and sugarcoat everything that happened in Bobby Knight's career. But the point I want to make about Kobe and Coach Knight, Kobe was a great, great basketball player. Coach Knight was a great, great basketball coach. But they were not perfect. None of us is perfect, you know. You can have a friend and still uh, acknowledge they had flaws. So that's that's my first of all. Like, hey, ain't none of us perfect?
1: Yeah, I'm with you, and I, and I think it's been interesting because I think we've kind of faced the same um, situation when we uh, went out to LA to do the game that was canceled. Yes, the game that was postponed and and. We had the guys on to talk about their remembrances of Kobe, and that was Jerry West, and that was Steve Nash, and Dee Fish, and and Rick Fox. Uh, And you and I had the conversation, too, as as we were heading over there. It's like, when is it appropriate... To bring up, and, and people have brought it up up there. Say, yeah. look, Kobe had to, you know, Kobe ran into this issue in Colorado, yeah. and this was, and this was a very serious allegation. It yeah. was settled. Yeah, you know, there was an out-of-court settlement. I think it's important where you talk about that, and I think you have to have. There's a certain sensitivity, obviously, to yeah. to a family that's lost a father and and a husband and and that kind of thing. And and we're never assuming or. Making the statement that oh this guy had a perfect life. Yeah. And this guy never because I tell you, for all of us when that time comes, yeah. you you can point to things and say, Oh boy, he didn't handle that well, or yeah. this was this was wrong. And for a guy like Bobby Knight, Bobby Knight cut you, didn't he? Yeah. Bobby he, Knight uh, sent you home. Yeah. And, and and so you could say, Oh man, you and, could and, you could have this this predisposed bent about man that Bobby Knight yeah. don't even bring his name up to me. Because yeah. I've talked to guys who know him very well and have said He's misunderstood that yeah. if you get to know him, that he was this great guy. But obviously, but, there are things that happened uh, in yes. Indiana that people have said, hey, this can't happen. Yeah, but two things can be true. And it's the same thing about Kobe. Two things can be true. That's, uh, that's first of all, and we're just getting started here on Steam Room. Again, we thank you for being here. We encourage you to download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This and, is absolutely uh, fun doing yeah. it from a live audience. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah.
2: Since I've been born, I didn't eat any vegetable: broccoli, broccolini, spinach, Ooh, spinach. Or artichokes, or asparagus. That's a no. When you go to these salad places and they got like five different types of lettuce, I'm like, no, there's not five types. It's just lettuce. There are different types of lettuce. they're all the same. Mm-hmm. They're called lettuce. And kale chips are not a thing. <laughs> well, they are, but they're not your thing. I will say this. Nachos. I'm a chili, cheese, ground beef, maybe some chicken uh, type guy. Ernie, you can't have butter if you're on a diet, man. Oh, so that's where i am going wrong.
1: <laughs> no, that's where I was going wrong. Yes, food, one of our uh, favorite topics on the Steam Room Podcast. can never yes. go wrong with it. We welcome you back here to House of Blues in Chicago. Thank you all again for being here. Yeah. Chicago is a great food town, man.
2: This, is, this is wonderful restaurants in Chicago. Other than New York, this is the best food. No, come on. They, got so, well, they just got a gazillion of restaurants in New York. But Chicago has arguably some of the best food places in
1: the world. I if mean, anybody uh, knows quality of food around the world, it would be you. I know. I mean that in a good. I mean that in a good way, Chuck. That's no good way to say it, Ernie. That's no good way to cut me like that. So let's let's think about a couple of things that come to mind when you think food in Chicago. uh, Chicago hot dogs. Yes. And deep dish pizza. And we happen to have examples of both here for you. So this is uh, so Portillo's for the dog here. So Portillos is a good is a good call for the dog, right? No Look what? at that. Yeah, no ketchup. Well, I never put ketchup on a hot dog anyway.
0: Oh,
1: and this one, this hot dog here, Chuckster has got. I mean, it's got everything. It's got peppers. It's got tomatoes, onions. What? I know. <laughs> I don't, we've had this conversation. The only thing you put on hot dogs is chili and onions. That's okay, well, there are onions on here. You, don't you want to open your horizons a little bit to see okay. this is what... Sorry. Take a bite of a Chicago dog. I'm not dog, you it, I'm not eating. No, 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 no. Come
2: on, try it. a it, bite it. of a Chicago try dog. Yeah. What kind of idiot puts a pickle on a hot dog? No, no. I'm gonna eat a hot dog with some onions on it. All right, and I don't even know what this green crap is either. All right. Man, All right. onions,
1: onions on a hot dog—one of the greatest things ever. I'm not a big onion guy. I'm a, I'm a relish and spicy mustard guy. Relish just sucks. <laughs> All right, deep dish pizza, Ernie, and this one's coming from Lou Malnati's. Okay, yeah! Lou Malnati's. There's uh, also, Ernie, there's also, and we appreciate them doing this. Giordano's is a is a is a good spot too. Ernie, you know it was I'm not just there last night, as I'm a, not a fact. deep dish pizza guy. I am.
2: I'm gonna eat, it just just eat a deep piece of deep dish pizza I, right I, now, I'm not man. a deep deep dish guy. I'm not gonna lie. Why? Uh, I like thin crust. Uh
0: huh.
1: <laughs> No. Ha- that being said, that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I could eat this. Every time I come to Chicago, I do this, whether I'm doing a Cubs game, whether I'm coming here for this. I always make that first night, I got to go to Giordano's. And this is, again, Lou Malnati's. So it don't you. have
2: enough stuff on it. Okay, gotta, what, What's the ideal pepperoni pizza? Pepperoni and then? sausage. That's only two things. You need more than that? Like sometimes, if, like it you got sausage. Yeah, but gotta have pepper on the sausage and green olives. So no, now you're adding green olives. I love green olives, but most restaurants, for some reason, don't have black olives. Like green olives, I lo- I eat. I got I, I, mushrooms. No, never. Uh, never, never. Fair, had, fairly common. Yeah, I, pizza I, topping. I, I, I never, I'm not, I would never eat a mushroom. How about pineapple?
1: <laughs> Come on, Ernie. Yeah. I er- did that simply for his
2: reaction. Ernie. I actually keep green olives around the house just to eat out the jar. I love green olives, and I hate restaurants that only have black olives. Mm-hmm. How can you have only black olives? They're just stupid. Okay, so what's, what's the winner here? You, you're voting for the pizza or the dog? Well, I got to get my dog my way. My way. I mean, I, I, who put a pickle on a hot dog?
1: Chicago! Chicago. That's a Chicago dog, man. So what's your so what so if you if you could only eat a Chicago dog or a deep dish pizza, what would you? Oh, I'd go with the dog, but I'd fix it my way. No, you have to eat it their way. (laughs) No, wait, no, that's the deal. You got to eat a Chicago dog, not just a dog. A Chicago dog or a deep dish pizza. Which one of those? What kind of
2: idiot in Chicago came up putting a pickle and peppers on a
1: dog? How can I ever get a straight answer? Uh, Okay, I go with the pizza. That gets away situation then. Very good. This is so awesome, by the way. Um, And we do have a couple pieces left if somebody wants a couple pieces. Here, come on up. Take this back. Don't eat the one that chuckster has been eating. I'm not even going to offer the dog because I saw what he did to it. Can you imagine a world filled with folks wearing the steam room bathrobe as as nicely as Tim Kiley, our longtime producer. You know, are you really wearing a Dan Marino hat? Yeah, well, let me tell you
2: something, Chuck. The way Pat Mahomes was throwing the ball around, he reminded
3: me of my teammate and my friend, Dan Marino.
2: If I had a dollar for every time you dropped Dan Marino's name, I'd have an extra $10, 15000000 million. Danny, you on the
1: phone? Yeah, what's up, Tim?
2: Oh, what's my up, God. God like, man, are you serious?
1: The Uh, Iceman is here. Chris Fowler of ESPN. You were the very first guest picker. You know that, right? I did not know that. Jake Tapper of CNN. Yes. Ernie, you may or may not know this, but I first met Charles in a Wendy's. There's a pretty good chance of that. Jimmy Rollins joining us. How about the damage to the game of baseball itself? The scandal is never good. It brings a lot of eyes, but these, these are the wrong type of eyes. Better performance. Charles in Space Jam or you and Ace Ventura pet detective? There is no doubt that me playing an Ace Ventura
0: pet detective is way better than space. <laughs> <to go. laughs>
1: yes, yeah, so on uh, the Steam Room, we have had uh, numerous guests through the first yes. seven episodes. Here we are in episode eight, and um, in his hometown of Chicago, Isaiah Thomas yeah. joins us here, All-Star Weekend at the House of Blues. It is good
0: to see you, Ernie. Is it good to be here? Are you? Are you... Honored to be in the steam room? I am honored to be in the steam room, and I don't want no bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give me no bracelets. You know, I'm, I'm good. What's it like,
2: I mean, growing up in one of the greatest cities in the world, coming back, you've had one of the most amazing lives ever,
0: and you get to come back, and you're probably going to see some old friends. Today, at one of the events... I met a girl who was in fourth grade with me. And she looked at me and she goes, I, c- I can't believe you remembered me. I was like, wow. well, you you just remember all your, your childhood friends and everything else that you grew up with. Because that's all I really, I mean, my best friends in life are still my high school friends. Wow. My high school, grade school friends, those are the people that I, you know, love, grew up with, and, you know, stole some food with. Yeah. <laughs> What's your first memory of picking up a basketball? I was maybe three, four years old. and Were you crossing up little toddlers at that point? No, I wasn't crossing them up. I was tripping them. <laughs> 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 but, um, no, I was, I was uh, maybe three, four years old, and all my older brothers used to go to, to the playground to play. And we didn't have babysitters or anything like that, so you had to go with them. And every now and then, they would let you get out on a court and shoot. And, but they'd teach you how to dribble. And I remember in fourth, fifth grade, I had learned how to dribble so good that Brother Alexis, who was the grade school coach at that time, allowed me to be in the layup line. And also, I was like the halftime entertainment, like, you come know, on, doing, really? doing dribbling drills. Yeah. Well, yes,
2: come hey, on. Hey, you know, the one thing amazed me about your career— what 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 happened to your team on the Pistons? Y'all went from being only an offensive team to one of the greatest defensive teams cuz people forget that. Cuz yeah. everybody uh, have y'all as the bad boys as one of the greatest physical defensive teams ever. But at one point you guys tried to outscore everybody. Yeah. What 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 what, what happened and who
0: changed that mentality? Uh, Chuck Daly. I mean, we 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 started out as being the highest-scoring team in the NBA, and we still hold a record for the most points ever scored in the NBA game, which is 186. Isaiah
1: hits
4: the first free throw, It's 186-181. Was
0: that against Denver? That was against Denver, yes. And actually, Chuck came from, from Philadelphia uh, after, after he got fired in Cleveland, came to the Pistons, and you know we were up and down, and I never forget. He, he was like, "We can't win this way." At the heyday of the of the uh, bad boys, when you're winning championships,
1: how would the contenders today fare against your your team? In, on in in all honesty, not in just the oh, we take we'd sweep them, or they'd you know they they'd play three oh, games and let leave. Me, let me interject. But, let me interject. Oh, are you going to say they'd sweep them? No, no, no,
2: no, no. What I'm going to say is, I think that's an unfair question. Why? Why? Because you would have to, first of all, uh, all of them would be suspended 10, 15 <laughs> games. Uh, so the, the reason I think that, I, I, hate, I hate the comparisons because these teams today could not have played in our day. And I don't mean from a talent standpoint. I'm talking from a physicality Style standpoint.
1: Of, of, the, what the, of, of how you can play the game these days. Can you
2: imagine uh, little Steph Curry, who's a great player? Can you imagine if the bad boys had been hitting him like they
0: did Michael Jordan? They'd have broken him. Well, I'm just saying this is why I could have played with Charles because he's a good teammate. Yeah. He saw that you were leading me down a bad road. <laughs> and my teammate, my teammate jumped in and was like, no, Zeke, I got this. That's a bad yeah. question. Okay, well, he, he, had, he had part of it.
1: Now no, answer the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, again, as Charles said, it, it all depends on the rules that we would play by. But if, if we had to play by these rules, we would still be effective, and I still think we would, would dominate, and I, and I know we would win championships. Hell, if I can win championships in, in that era, I know I can win championships in this era. Not to say that this is a bad era, but the rules favored the big guys in my era. All the rules were set up for the closer you get to the basket, the more chances you have to win. Now the rules favored the point guards, and the point guards get to play and shoot and score and run up and down. And if I was getting 186 in that era, I know I can get a team together to get 186 in this era.
1: And you know what's funny, too? You, you know, we used to watch you guys play and see, you know, the pick and pop with Lambeer. And he'd sit back criticized and criticized for that. And it was like, how can you have a guy that big out there shooting those long jumpers? And now everybody in yeah. the league who's, I mean, everybody shoots it. I mean, it's it's that kind of a drastic change.
0: Chuck Daly, again, I I have to give him a lot of credit for selling us that we can win a championship playing pick-and-roll basketball. Because back then, you had to have the dominant post player. And and even Jordan was probably one of the greatest post players in our era because he had to turn around the fade and the triple post and everything else. But we always... Lambier would pop out, shoot the three, or shoot the two, and he was heavily criticized because he didn't have a post game. I think Barkley hit him in the face one night because he didn't have a post game.
2: I hit him in the face because I didn't like him. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Can you imagine if the Houston Rockets of today playing with five small they don't even have a center on the team? Can you imagine those guys walking out, trying to win a basketball game in the 80s or the 90s? It, ju- it just wouldn't happen.
2: You know, you, we, we, we talked to you earlier about, and we talked about Coach Knight earlier. You said some this weekend when y'all walk Coach Knight out, you got goosebumps.
0: Yeah. There was no greater feeling, I think, for all of us as his former players than to see him reunited back with the university but to be able to stand on the eye, what we call, you know, the eye at Indiana in the middle of the floor and have, you know, the student body chant your name. And it was definitely a, a goosebump kind of moments. I mean, it was, I mean, you just you just got chills where like you was like, whoa. And it, it, was, it was beautiful. It truly was. I'll, I'll never in my life forget that moment. Isaiah, it's uh, it's been great spending time with you.
1: First time since '88 that the All Star Game is here in your hometown of wow. Chicago. It's wow, and that's a th- 32 years, man. Wow, that's and, unbelievable. And so uh, I don't know what else you've got going on this week. Perhaps a kindergarten reunion <laughs> uh, with some of the, these other folks that you that's remember right. from back then. But enjoy every second back here in your hometown, man. And, I definitely uh, will. And it's always. Thank you. Oh, it's always an honor, man. Appreciate you.
2: you. Isaiah Thomas. Thank you. Wow. 1988.
1: Yes. Yep. Love you, brother. I love you, brother. A visit from Second City. Yeah. This This is fixing to get hilarious in the steam room.
2: I would love to do our entire show one night in Spanish. I'm going to make an executive decision for TNT. Yeah. How about we show the Super Bowl? Do you yeah. get in the Christmas spirit? I do not. Organic is not a thing. It's just the only thing I think about it. organic is the price. Curling is not a thing. It's called dusting. It Everybody does. can dust. <laughs> yeah. People complaining about the Peloton commercial. Remember, it's, it's an honor to be nominated. Yeah, unless you
1: lose. Yeah, excellent point. The Steam Room Podcast continues from the House of Blues in Chicago. All-Star Weekend. Uh, In front of a A large and enthusiastic Audience Or you can call them unemployed Uh, (laughs) Oh,
2: I'm sorry I I
1: didn't know my mic was on (laughs) Mary Catherine Curran And Jordan Savusa Are here They are with Second City And I didn't realize this Second City started in 1959 Correct? That's right And so this uh, And it's It's a comedy uh, place, but it's also kind of a comedy state of mind. It's kind of like when you say Second City, it's just this, it covers this whole improv world, and nobody does it better.
3: Which is the cool thing, because there's so much history to the Second City. Like, I don't think you said 1959, but there's a a great educator named Viola Spolin who used her uh, theater games for kids, who used it. And her son Paul Sill used those games to create the Second City. That was based on improvisation. In December, we had our 60th anniversary,
1: so we've been here for a while. Yeah, and and I think about all of the uh, the alums, and, and everybody looks at like the Saturday Night Live crew for so many years. It was just this constant stream of you know, Second City grads, or or whatever you want to call them. Um, so there's that rich history to live up to, is there not? Mary oh, Catherine.
4: for sure. I mean, on the walls of the theater, there are quotes from Rachel Dratch and Tina Fey and Steve Carell, and uh, it's a it's a crazy Thank thing, but I- it definitely is an honor to be performing on that stage every night. We're Tuesday through Sunday, so it's eight shows a week, which is wow. a lot. And um, it's not eight
2: days in a week.
4: There just, are not I'm just <laughs> kidding <laughs> But there are But they squeeze Eight shows in Yeah we make it work so, We make yeah. it work um, So we You know it's a, it's a wonderful thing And we love to do it And there's nothing Quite like Performing in front Of a live audience um, It's just It's invigorating Every night
1: Do you really not Know sometimes What you What you are going to do Is it totally like Because they'll throw out Topics Okay Do this Uh, You don't have any inkling?
4: Not usually. I mean, we do a scene in the show where every night uh, they get suggestions, and I have to guess what their suggestions are. And they're doing charades to help me guess, but it's different every night. And it's always, uh, you know, and everyone asks, are you cheating? Are you cheating? Because sometimes I get them pretty quickly. But I'm always out in the lobby just waiting, and and I never know. And, And when people yell out suggestions to us, we... Never know what we're going to get, so it's always
2: so, different. you know, right? I, I've been blessed the whole Saturday Night Live uh, a few times. Have you ever just had a laughing fit in the middle of something? <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we try to, we mess with yeah, each other. We do, other. A, yeah. uh, we <laughs> we do will, our best
3: not we, to. We, right? we, we do. We just uh, have a lot of fun up there just improvising and yeah. making stuff up <laughs> over and over again, so something will catch us and it will just... We can't stop laughing. Oh, for
4: <laughs> sure. I mean, there's been times where both of us have, have lost it.
1: We have a lot of fun up there. Yeah. How big were the butterflies the first time you took the stage? Huge. Oh, oh gosh.
4: Yeah.
1: It was
3: uh, just uh, to be part of the, the main stage cast. And then that first night, then you're like, it, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It's just, It was just so much fun. And then we did it again. And then I was better.
2: Yeah. I've asked my, uh, I've been out, got some friends who are comedians. And they said they hate. When people walk up to them, say something to make me laugh. Oh, yeah. Like, does that happen? <laughs> like, when y'all are with friends, like, hey, say something to make me
4: laugh. Constantly. Yeah. Oh, usually it's Lyft drivers that will. it's <laughs>
0: yeah, <those Lyft> drivers. <laughs>
4: Where, like, people taking me to work will be like, you work I second say, give me a joke. And I'll say, uh, no, you got to pay me for that. Yeah, now. you got to go see I don't the do trail. it for free anymore. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well,
1: why don't you, why don't you, can you Can you give us, a like, a, a lesson or a drill or something to see if oh, my goodness. If, if we have any kind of, you know, is, is there any kind of a training that would say, "Oh yeah, you've got what it takes to do improv"? Oh,
3: I see you talk all the time. You guys definitely got what it <laughs> oh, takes. Oh yeah,
4: I mean, I saw you eat a cookie from your head <laughs> yeah. and that yeah. went into your mouth. And to me, that's there's nothing more than yes and than yeah. your head and your mouth eating that cookie. Hey, that that's nothing better than eating.
3: eating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the uh, stuff that we do at the Second City uh, is based solely on like. Improvisation, which is uh, the idea of yes and like whatever you give us, we will just say yes to it, accept it, and then we'll add something to it. Yes, that, like,
4: so we could give an example of that right now. So Jordan would say something to me Sam, like, I was
3: like, "The vampires are going to get us."
4: Oh yes, and I'm going to have to get my stakes out.
3: Yes, because I don't want to be a vampire. Yes,
4: and maybe maybe this is the time for us to renew our vows. Yeah. And then it would be a little
0: better than
4: that. Leave it on a cliffhanger just like that. Um, So so if I were to say something to you like, um, hey, uh, let's go to the beach. And then you would say.
2: Oh, do I need sunscreen? Or do I need a Speedo? (laughs) Okay. uh,
4: See, I'm going to stop you right there. Now, sir, you're asking a question. And in improv, we don't want to ask a question. We want to say yes and. So if I were to say, hey, let's go to the beach, you'd say... I...
2: Yes yes, and. Yes and. Yes and. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna get Speedos and put on some suntan lotion, and I should bring a snack. Yes. Yes.
4: And I'll go ahead and get the boombox so we can listen to some sweet tunes while we're on the beach.
2: What sweet tunes? No, don't
1: ask a question. (laughs) Just kind of agree and yes. add to it. okay?
4: Yeah, usually, because <laughs> questions then can lead you towards an argument or, uh, which, you know, after we've been doing it for a while, we will te- we will throw in some conflict into our improv. But when we're starting out, if we're agreeing and adding something, that's always going to be better for our partner.
1: So if I were to start something with Charles <laughs> sure, right sure, now, sure, yes. I would say, uh, so Chuck... I understand you got a new speedo and it's an extra small. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and
0: yes, and
1: I just
2: didn't want to embarrass you at the beach, Ernie.
1: <laughs> That's very thoughtful of you, um, but I also understand that you have uh, thongs, uh, but thongs meaning the flip flops that are that are really big, Ernie. Yes. Yes, and, and yes, Ernie. <laughs> and they're
2: big shoes. And you know what big shoes mean, Ernie. Yes, I do. It means small it means small speedo. <laughs> and yes, Ernie. <laughs> I'm only wearing the small Speedo because you only got a rubber band and peanut shells. <laughs> and I don't want to embarrass
1: you at the beach. Oh. Well, that's why I love you, Charles. <laughs> Thank you.
3: What intensity. Fancy. Yes. Yes.
4: Yes. Fancy, So
1: anyway, what's the what's the address of,
4: of Second City? 1616 North Wells. Because
1: we're, we're going to be there. Yeah.
4: Uh, well, we'll see you tonight. Up, you, you can know. come, and play, come, see show. Yeah,
1: come <laughs> and play with us. Tonight. Yeah, come
3: play with us tonight. We're in, a, cat, uh, we're in a, a show right now. Uh, do you believe in madness? It's running forever. Do you believe in
1: madness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we work for TNT. Yes. We in, <laughs> and yes, we work for TNT. Guys, yeah. thank you so much. It's, it's been <laughs> educational for us. <laughs> we have much admiration, really. I mean, I, you. I, you guys, I know it's it's a fertile ground for comics who gonna, you're going to see and become household names, and, and I'm certainly hoping that... Uh, Yours will be, too. And, uh, and folks will, around success. The country will see you. It. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so <laughs> much. There's, there's more steam room straight ahead. Live from Chicago. In this age of technology and great advancements, <laughs> it's always nice uh, to have a final segment that revolves around the old answering machine. In this case, Chuck's answering machine. You've reached Charles Barkley. Leave a message, America.
2: I saw you at a local nail salon the other day getting a man up here in pedicure. I get a mani-pedi every week, Ernie. It's the pot, It's called Nails for Males. Hey, Chuck, man, I just want to know, can you grow hair? I can actually grow hair on the outskirts of town. <laughs> uh, outskirts? In, 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 in downtown I got a big hole in my head. What kind of cologne do you wear? You look like you smell good. You look like you smell good. You know how I put it on, Ernie? I spray it in the air and walk into it. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And with that, we welcome you back to the uh, final segment of the Steam Room podcast. Ernie, I got some big news for you. Do you really? What is that?
2: I used Netflix for the first time.
1: Did you really? This is a major breakthrough. Yep.
2: And what you watch on Netflix. The Aaron Hernandez story. Mm. Man, extended. that dude has some issues. Mm-hmm. I'm on the, on the uh, I, I, you know, they all been trying, Steve Fiorello been trying to get me to use Netflix for four years. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not a technology guy. I finally use
1: Netflix. I got a recommendation for you on Netflix. Y-O-U. You. You. It's two seasons, and it's called You. You. Why Y-O-U. Okay. Anybody seen You? Yeah, I got you. All right. Um, I'm still eating this deep dish in two hands. Um, so we normally end the show, as you heard, as we came in with, with uh, Chuck's answering machine, uh, and we get some random questions. So we thought, since we're live in front of a live studio audience here, or a live House of Blues audience, Uh, We'll just take a a couple of live questions. Okay. So we don't have the answering machine. We have live folks here. What is your name and and what is your
0: question? Uh, My name is Saban. First of all, it's great to see you guys out here in Chicago. Thank you, brother. Hey, Chuck, I know it's your favorite, so I got you a little present. I don't know if you want it or not.
2: (laughs) Yes. You don't know if he wants it. I'll answer that for uh, you. That's pretty awesome, brother. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I had to. I had to. Uh, Nice. Hey. Anybody come bring gifts, we always welcome. You got a question? Yeah, so it's kind of a basketball question. Uh, Ernie, you can hop in on this too. So thank, who thank are you. your all-time starting 5B?
2: Well, the five greatest basketball players, in my opinion, no position. Michael's the greatest. Oscar Robertson, Bill Russell, Kareem, and Will Chamberlain. Those are the five greatest basketball players ever. Uh, so they on my list. And then I got Kobe. LeBron, Tim Duncan, Jerry West, uh, and then magic and bird. Give me any of those five. I'm good.
1: That sounds good to me. I mean that you can debate that all day. You really can. And, and everybody, no matter who you put in that five, you're going to get somebody who says you're crazy. How can you say he's, Uh, he's better than he is. And he has these numbers, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all subjective. Um, do we have time for for one more? Yes, sir. All right. I'm Ivan
0: Ursin from Gary, Indiana, and I love watching you all. But behind the scenes, we see a lot of funny things. So my question is, what's the biggest beef between you two that's maybe on air or off air that you've gotten into? We know what you
2: and Shaq get into all the time. What's oh. you and Ernie? Uh, Ernie almost killed me one night. <laughs> I didn't realize how important... Ernie notes were to him, because there is, even though we act like we're crazy, there is a format that he has written down on when we do this, when we got to go to commercials and what's coming up next. And
1: one night I tore it up. Yeah, Yeah, so here's the deal. So basically, I boil down this format the producer puts out, and and on these index cards I'll have, uh, we're going to talk, you know, like bucks clippers there and I might have a couple of stats on somebody and I might have a couple of things. So I've written this stuff down and researched it and then Kenny in a commercial break says I dare you to rip his cards up and I thought they were kidding and Charles reached over and ripped them up and I swear no I was as mad as I've been and I I didn't say anything I just kind of looked at him and said I can't believe you did that. Oh, we're just kidding around. And so the next segment, I just didn't let him talk. So I, I talked to Kenny a little bit, and I talked here. And he, every time, you know, we don't have time for that. So I tried to, I tried to freeze him out of a segment. But I'm telling you, I will you, never I, touch I, his notes dude, again, I, dude. I was just close to throwing hot coffee, right on him. I was just, about, I was about, I, like, I can't believe you would do that. And he really had no appreciation for it. It, Boy, was, I, it was basically, he was basically saying, I don't care about any work you've done for the show. It's all about me, Chuck. You know. So, so I was, yeah, I was pissed. The one thing that uh,
2: drives me crazy about Ernie is Ernie is hilarious. And he says things, I said, please say that on the air. He says, there's no way I'm saying that on the air. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's got a great sense of humor. But that's the only time we ever got into it, when I tore his notes up. I'll never touch his notes again.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. Now, before we go, in an earlier episode of The Steam Room, we played an answering machine message uh, from a young man in Australia who implored us to help raise awareness uh, for the devastating bushfire crisis uh, in Australia, uh, Chuck, as we talked, you were adamant about us getting involved. And I, I think it's, it's the time we found the perfect sponsor to partner up with in this effort. Hi, I'm Stephen Eisen, founder and CEO of Lokai. You might know this is that bracelet that Charles got in the steam room. Loci exists to help people find balance in their life, staying humble through the highs and hopeful through the lows. We believe that giving brings balance. Recently, Loci donated $125,000 to Australian fire relief
0: efforts through
1: the support of the Australian Loci.
0: You can head to Lokai.com, that's loka icom to find a cause or
1: sports team that means something to you. And for this weekend only, use code STEAMROOM for a 50% discount. Yeah, 50%. Chuck, EJ, as a loyal steamer, Thank you guys for your support and partnership. That's awesome. We thank Stephen Eisen and uh, Loci for their commitment oh, to charitable awesome, efforts. Thank you, man. 10% of all Loci net profits go to charity and to be a partner in this. Uh, we at Turner Sports will be contributing an extra $10,000 to the relief effort. Oh, my goodness. And uh, and that was awesome from them. And yeah. And... Uh, I, I, I always wear mine oh, Ever since then You know And you know They sent us a couple And, and we saw Who was it Cam Yeah uh, Cam is big and yep. low So it reminds you To stay humble And stay hopeful And uh, here we go Here's one That they have sent us here And there's another Hey guys Go to low Yeah Please And um, Thank you my brothers Thank you all for being here today It's been our pleasure To do the uh, Steam Room Podcast here in Chicago, and uh, we look forward to a fun all-star weekend, and we'll see you next time. This was episode eight. Next time will be episode... Nine. Thank you, Chuck. (laughs)